From creator Frank Mueller comes the comic series The Devil You Know. One late night, Graydon Cross comes home to find his family slaughtered and Satan himself standing before him. Fueled with rage, he rushes towards Satan, but is struck down before he gets to have his revenge. Upon his death, God appears before Graydon and gives him a choice. Graydon Cross, I am God. Your family and yourself were murdered by Satan. You may choose heaven, hell, or revenge. I'll send you to hell with powers I have given you to kill Satan. But if you kill Satan, you must become him. Do we have a deal? Deal. His desire for revenge too strong to ignore, Graydon agrees to God's terms and descends to hell on a mission to assassinate the devil and avenge his family. Upon finding himself in hell, Graydon must battle his way through an army of demons, all the while discovering the limitations of his new powers. The Devil You Know, written by Frank Mueller, available on Comixology and AcesAndAidsPress.com. You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And returning to the show this week, uh, here to promote his Kickstarter for Soul Man number one, running till July 16th, Sal Brucolari. Thanks for being back with us, Sal. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. We got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about, let's see here, in the rumor mill, looks like there could possibly be a Hit Girl solo movie in the works. What? Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, looks like they might be getting a reboot. And we're going to turn our attention over to Sal and talk more about Soul Man number one. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! First up in the recap... What do we call it? Board, I guess. <laughs> uh, we have Tron 3. You want to start spilling those beans, Jack? All I've got is Disney pulled the plug on that one. Yeah. No I, no reason that I saw that I can't remember about it. What I read was uh, they believe it's because Tomorrowland bombed. Oh, really? Yeah. So they didn't, yeah, didn't, I didn't feel like it was a good move. I didn't really know much about Tomorrowland. Only that there was a part of the uh, Magic Kingdom that was named that at one point, right? Is it still there? I don't even know. I think I think it actually tied in with the um, the kids show Miles from Tomorrowland. Uh, I don't know. I have a son; he's one years old, so like I have to watch all these shows. But uh, Miles from Tomorrowland is about this family who's from Tomorrowland, but like their job is basically they're basically like the Robinsons. They just fly around space and like do a couple missions here and there. But they're from Tomorrowland, so I feel like like I think it had something to do with the kids' TV show, and they're actually showing what Tomorrowland was because it was it couldn't have been coincidence that Miles from Tomorrowland started. I think it was like four or five months ago, and now this came out. And not only that, but they always talked about. Tomorrowland that the kids like the actual kid Miles like he hasn't been home in years so he like they always like allude to like talking about it I've never even heard of this show not me either yeah it's a kid show um so it's on um on you wouldn't watch it it's Disney Junior it's I watch a lot of children's TV because I have a one-year-old so like anything that could keep his attention which is happens to be all those Disney Junior shows sure but, uh, Miles so. was, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I have secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, oh. so that's what I think it had to do. Well, yeah, that uh, more than I ever knew about it. I just always assumed it was to do with part of that park. But uh, I mean, the previews look kind of cool. But I'm not, I wasn't rushing to the theater again. It takes a special movie to get me into the theater. But just because a kids movie bombed. They decided not to do Tron 3 after the second one did so That's much not better. confirmed. That was just like uh, what they were drawing the conclusion to. Because mm. there was really no reason as to, other reason as to why they pulled the plugs on it. But it was supposed to be called uh, Tron Ascension. It was supposed to start uh, shooting this fall and was supposed to include Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> okay, so I guess we all have the same feeling around the table here. <laughs> so speaking of Jared Leto, Sal, what are you? Uh, what's your interpretation of the the Joker he's going to bring in uh, uh, Suicide Squad? So, yeah. I I'm all f- like changing things if it's for the better and if it makes sense, like um, you know, way characters look and you know actors or even artists for like comics interpret them. As far as this goes, I've never seen this thug life Joker, as I like to put it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to pimp him out, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be hopeful. I'll watch it, and I'll watch it with a clear mind. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that it's um, the right move, in my opinion. No. But you know. I just think that we need to be open and actually give it a chance because a lot of people might just shut it down. So many people were like, oh, Heath Ledger's Joker. He's a pretty boy, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, like he wiped the floor with Jack Nicholson's interpretation. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that's why I I do have an open mind when when I think about it. But I don't like the way he looks. But like I said, a lot of things can change. Like Greg Capullo changed the way that uh, Joker looked in the comics. So, you know, it might not be that bad. Here's hoping. You know the way that the pictures look. Sometimes when you actually see it on film, it looks better just because exactly. of the angle and the lightning. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Right. And plus, you might, you might, you know, the way he talks and laughs. Like we really haven't seen much as far as like the actual acting of Joker right. goes. It's one of those movies I'm nervous about, but no matter what I think about it, I'll be there day one yeah. when it's opening to oh, absolutely. watch. You know, I can't. <laughs> I'm very excited, but it just seems like way too much, way too soon. All right, moving along. Uh, one other thing here. Not that anyone sitting here, anyone listening will really care, but uh, there's been news on the Full House. Uh, resurgence, as if you will. You're right, I don't care. Uh. <laughs> well, I was just astounded to learn because at first it was supposed to be just a spin off show called Fuller House that had uh, DJ and Kimmy, Kimmy. Gimbler. Yep. Gibbler? Gibbler? Yeah. Gibbler. As the uh, main stars. But it seems like now everyone either is going to be guest starring or a regular on the show. Bob Saget, uh, Dave Coulier, John Stamos is going to make appearances. Uh, Aunt Becky just signed on. <laughs> really? What about Joey Gladstone? Yeah, yeah, Dave Cool. Yeah, he's going to be there. Huh. Th- th- and that's what I, I don't know. It just blew my mind. I couldn't believe they all came back for it. But at the same time, I guess what's any of them doing, really? Yeah, I would say, what are they all doing with their lives? <laughs> yeah. I mean, John well, Stamos. I don't. He's probably the only person who still like can somewhat remain relevant. Doing yeah. yogurt commercials, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And I was like, I'm like, sure was, Bob Saget does some kind of like comedy tours, but I mean, besides that, where are, where's everyone else? Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be, I don't know, I'll definitely have to watch the first episode just to see what it's like. The second I hear Joey say, cut it out, I'm shutting it off. <laughs> You're going to hear it in the very first episode. Oh, Miss, no. What if he still had Mr. Uh, Woodchuck? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, geez. That's no Uncle Jesse singing Elvis. <laughs> Maybe he'll be uh, like an, finally an established rock star or something. Maybe, yeah. And yeah. that'll be his excuse for not being on the show all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm on tour. Go. I'm on tour. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, like own, maybe he'll own his own label or something. There you there go. You go. You know what I find funny about Full House, too, is none of us would ever sit here and be like, you know, I caught Full House the other day. But as we're sitting here talking about this, we all keep giving little details that gives away the fact that we've all, in fact, watched Full House. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I watched that when I was like, you know, probably from like six to ten years old. Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't what is it on like Thursday nights at eight or something? Friday. TGIF. I don't remember. Oh, Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Did it kick it off, or was it Urkel? Was it um, Urkel? Full, uh, Family Matters. Family Matters that kicked it off. Yeah. Uh, see, I feel like Full House got moved at one point. I feel Full like House it, was first. Family Matters came after because uh, Perfect Strangers. Oh man, that was a spin. Oh, okay, yeah. Then Step by Step came along, and <laughs> there was another one called. Uh, oh man, I can't believe I even remember this. Uh, what was it? Baby Talk, and it was. Oh, uh, it was like in the height of uh, John Travolta and Christy Alley's. Uh, remember the Look Who's Talking movies? Yeah. yeah, and it was called Baby oh, okay. Talk. Yeah. And it was just, uh, I don't remember who starred in it, but her baby and the next door neighbor's little girl baby talked. But it was one of George Clooney's first jobs. He played the super in the building. He had this <laughs> huh. big, like, oh, flowing mullet. It was funnier than hell. <laughs> that's funny. None of, those show- none of those shows hold a candle to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but that's oh, just my no. opinion. Yeah, you're absolutely Then that's right. a reunion I'd love to see. No kidding. That would be amazing. Except for, uh, what was his name? Yeah, Uncle Phil yeah. did the voice of Shredder. I can't remember his real name. I can't remember either. Both yeah. moms, well, I wonder if they'd show up. Both moms are there. <laughs> Wait, did you say he did the voice of, wait, time out. He did the voice of Shredder? Yep. Yeah, Uncle Phil was the voice of Shredder in the what? original TMNT. I if you did listen, not know that. You listen to any clips, you'll hear it. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe it either. Oh, man. Yeah, I gotta watch it now. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Oh no, not in the movie in the uh, in the cartoon, the old cartoon. Oh, oh, in the cartoon. Okay, yeah. that makes a little more sense. <laughs> that, okay, that makes a little more sense. Okay, okay. then I'll have, then I'll have to catch that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, like Jack said, once you hear it, you'll be like, oh, of course. How did yeah. I ever not get yeah. that? Allow me to introduce myself. I am a Rokusaki, better known as Shredder. Anything else on the full house we want to share, guys? Are the Olsen twins going to show up? I think I'm all. <laughs> no, no Olsen twins. <laughs> Nor will there be those, uh, the little, the twin boys of uh, Jesse and uh, oh, yeah. Becky. Whatever their names okay. were. I don't I remember. I remember. I think Nick, Nikki and something. I forgot the other kid's name. See, I was waiting for someone to drop that detail. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, I forgot the other kid's name. Adam? No. Alex. Alex, yeah, Nikki and Alex. There you go. There it is. Oh yep. my. We got there. <laughs> All right, moving along. Oh, wait, that's it. That'll do it for recaps. Recap it. And with that, let's move into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. yeah. The rumors. 
So I was reading that there could possibly be a Hit Girl solo movie. I would love to see that. That would be amazing. Is what's her name going to be? Uh, I don't even think it's that far along. Uh, Mark Millar uh, says the time is right, and he would love to make the Hit Girl solo movies. He he just acted like Kick Ass Three was out of the question. One, she was getting too old. Oh, yeah. To uh, the second one didn't do very well, but they thinks that a Hit Girl movie would definitely probably stand on its own against Kick Ass. You know, I think so. But you know, when they did when they did the comic and she had her own little miniseries, like that real that was really successful. So, I mean, as far as like comics go and for spinoffs, like I could see it being successful. As far as like what they would do, I wouldn't even be able to speculate. Well, it's funny you say that. Well, that miniseries was amazing, and they said he said that in that interview I read that in 2012 he had uh, written a script based on that miniseries, but he, it wouldn't get picked up, or for some reason it didn't get made. Probably too gory. Right, but he but he says he has a uh, whole new idea laid out that he thinks is uh, a little too crazy, but he says it's so like bloody and gory and stuff that it makes. Yeah. And this is quote I quote. It makes Kick-Ass look like Finding Nemo. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So that's a that's, lot of blood. Yeah, that's pretty gory. I wonder who they would get to play her. I can't... Um, well, maybe... What's her face? What was her name? Uh, Is it Cl- Chloe, Chloe something? I have no idea. Can't remember. She's got a weird last name, I think. She's cute. Yeah. And she would play... Uh, she could play an older hit girl, you know? Wouldn't have to be young. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's all grown up or something like that. Yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. She was an awesome character. I could see it being big, kind of like a Spider-Gwen type thing. There's a new uh, image for your fantasies, right? There you go. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's all I have on that. Uh, Jack, you have something about a special appearance in the Turtles movie coming out? Yeah. Do you watch uh, wrestling at all? Oh, Sal? of course. Yeah. You, you know who yeah. CM Punk is? Yeah, of course. Phil Brooks. Okay. I don't watch it wrestling for nothing. Yeah, no, I'm a huge wrestling fan. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, a couple weeks ago, he joked that he was going to be playing Krang in the the next Turtles movie. What? Oh, really? Yep. And uh, sources close to the production of the film are saying that Krang is supposed to be showing up in the sequel. I can see that because they have um, what uh, Seamus from the WWE is going to be in uh, in the sequel too. Yeah, Yeah, he's a rock steady. Right. Yeah, he's rock steady, and then you have yeah. And then J- uh, Jason Emil, he's going to be um, Casey Jones. Yep. So, And he's doing something with the WWE right now. He's supposed to wrestle at SummerSlam. I saw something about him talking smack to Goldust or something like that. I didn't watch no, the Oh, yeah, video. Star- Stardust. Yeah, Goldust is oh. little brother. Oh, okay. This yep, is they were going Arrow? Back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Arrow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he, he basically, apparently, like, well, the whole thing behind him taking the Casey Jones thing was because he was pissed that DC didn't pick him to be Arrow in the, uh, or Green Arrow in the upcoming uh, DC films. See, they're not taking anyone from the shows, though. That's Yeah, Jeff Johns do. came out with, yeah, Jeff Johns came out with, like, a statement saying that that universe has nothing to do with the TV universe. Um, the two universes are actually different. And, like, he went into explaining how, like, there's, like, an Earth, you know, well, there was, like, an Earth 2 and all that stuff and how, like, they're just not to be considered the same thing, which is kind of shitty because, like, I understand, like, the way contracts work, but, you know, it would be cool to see them. Yeah. So, like, the movies will be regular DC universe, the TV shows, like, the 52 universe then. <laughs> yeah, basically, to get wiped off the map in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, sources said that during production, they recently filmed a scene involving a number of extras and the character's arrival on Earth through a portal of some sort. Oh, man. So, <laughs> it's like Dimension X might be showing you up. You are tickling yeah. my nerd funny bone right there. <laughs> I can believe when I saw it. I was like, oh, Jeremy's going to freak out about that one. Yeah. If, if, if it's at the end, like they just bring him in at the end, like... Okay, this is who's going to be terrorizing in the next movie. It's like That'll, a Thanos showing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit more than that, but just brief. Not part of this movie because that's going to be like you were saying a lot to yep. fit in. We're yeah. bringing in Baxter Stockman, Casey Jones, a new Shredder, a new Karai, Bebop and Rocksteady, <laughs> now Krang. Yeah. Do you say Baxter too? Hmm? Yeah, I did. Okay. That's yeah. a lot to jam into one movie. Yeah. It's Spider-Man 3 coming in. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I had a lot of hope for Spider-Man 3, but man, <laughs> at least it was better than Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. All right. Let's talk about some comics, guys. Who wants to go first this week? Okay. All right. Go. It was a couple months ago. I started reading uh, the Flash Rebirth, Rebirth graphic novel. Okay. And talked about that a little bit, but then I finished it finally. And I'd have to say, watching the TV show, I think they did pull a lot of stuff from the that book. Really? At least, yeah. Just maybe uh, the Flash storylines with a uh, Reverse Flash. Okay. Finding out it, he killed his mom, and just the. The goings on between those two, that they're always fighting each other and they can really not beat each other because they need each other at the right. same time. But it was it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Like they're both, uh, I don't know, what was it? Maybe Einstein said you can't have light without dark. Like one can't exist without the other. Yeah, kind of thing. exactly. That's pretty neat. And they end, they end up getting a. It's kind of funny because if you don't know a lot about Flash, you get lost pretty quick because there's about seven or eight different. Not necessarily flashes, but they all have the same powers. They can run fast. Mm-hmm. And they were all just pounding reverse flash until they finally beat him at the end. And what was the That's name of that cool. again? The Flash Rebirth. Rebirth. All right. Yeah, after he was dead for about 20 years, they brought him. That's when they brought him back to the comics. Oh, really? Barry Allen. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, it was all Wally West for a while. Oh, I see. Okay. And there's a whole reason for that, I'm sure. Like, why he, where he had been for 20 years. He died that... because of a crisis on Infinite Earth. He ended up taking out the Anti-Monitor, and the, um, everyone thought he died. I'm so out of the DC loop. <laughs> I started reading that crisis on Infinite Earth, and it was... Well, I got maybe through the first... About half of the first issue, and it caught me. I just got to get the rest of them. I feel like I have some kind of crisis book here. I don't know what it is, though. I'd have to go looking through my... Like, it was one of the... There were so many crisis titles in DC. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, that's like DC's big thing, is everything's a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need this one to sell. Put crisis on the cover. Yeah. The, next, the next one's called Just Another Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? No, nope, that was it. All right. Sal, would you like to go next, or would you like me to go next? No, I'll go. Um, so I've been keeping up with... Um, 
Mar I mean, you said DC, so let's go to Marvel. Um, I've been keeping up with the whole Marvel Secret Wars and the Battle World, and mm -hmm. it's really good. I, uh, Secret Wars is different. Um, you kind of decipher the code by the time like you're, you end Secret Wars number one. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, so basically, what they did was, you know, all the worlds have come together uh, to create this new Battle World and Secret Wars. So basically, what it is is Battle World is officially you know figured out by everybody if you read the end of secret wars number one right. um and you learn that battle world is basically game of thrones with marvel um so like instead of like they have they have like the wall and anything beyond the wall in you know game of thrones is you know the the wildlings are back there and then the white walkers well in this you know in the secret wars and the battle world beyond the wall is where like the ultrons are and where like the marvel zombies are and then there's like like a bunch of different type of venoms out there uh you know they've all come from all the different universes and that's where like beyond the wall but in the wall you have like they all pray to like doom and doom is like their god and king and almighty and like doctor strange is like the hand of the king which is you know similar to game of thrones concepts and like they have like um, in Game of Thrones, they have, you know, the 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 men of the wall, and um, it's slipping my mind right now what exactly they're the Night's Watch. So they have the Night's Watch, and in Marvel they have like the Thors, and like the Thors are like the Night's Watch or like the cops per se of this battle world, and you basically start following this Thor who just became part of like he just became a Thor, right. and they're all they're all calling each other Thor, so it's kind of confusing at first until you start realizing who's who. But like the story kind of followed him, and it's also following Doctor Strange, and um, it's following. Um, like how everybody's like you know praying to doom and it basically kind of ends with our world's thanos and his crew showing up in battle world trying to figure out where they are and right. it shows like the it's really cool and like they talk about how like reed richards like had a vision for this world and like how reed richards by like the people that are good reed richards is almost like their god and like the people who are bad like doom is almost like their god or king so it's really interesting uh, as far as like what marvel's doing and basically for the next three years you're gonna see well they didn't say three years but if you've noticed every every event is almost you know big big huge thing has been three years like all new was always was three years long and now they've left all new and now they're in battle world so that'll probably be another three years or so but basically you're getting these variant characters that you know and love but you're getting different versions like our world's wolverine is dead so now in this battle world old man logan is the wolverine of this world hmm. oh. so it's pretty cool concept uh we'll see what happens and like if you go to marvel.com you can check out like they have a map of the world and they basically like our world like the continents and they broke it down each continent is a different area of battle world Hmm. Um, so it's really interesting, really cool. And then besides that, like I've been reading like you know, Image, IDW, all that other stuff. Uh, one thing I'd love to mention is uh, Witches and um, East of West, both from Image. They've been like amazing comics, and I've been really into those. And you know, the Transformer comic has been doing really well for IDW. So it's really you know a good time to be a comics reader. Oh, that's for sure. I've got the first trade for East of West. I haven't even cracked it open yet. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I've been Saga, East of West. Like, East of West is my favorite comic right now. Uh, hands down, Jonathan Hickman's doing amazing on it. And, you know, I, I love that book. Um, I'm all caught up. I won't say anything, but it's uh, <laughs> it's like the best sci-fi Western I've ever read in my life. 
really quick, going back to Battle World, you said something. Sure. Well, the Battle World book itself um, is like what they're doing is uh, basically they're doing like all of like one character battling each other. That's like the actual book called Battle World, where the Secret Wars is almost the book about the world of Battle World. If that makes any sense? Huh. Almost. So like the first <laughs> Battle World, Battle World number one, a bunch of Modocs fought each other for supremacy. Okay. Wow. So like the next battle world number two is gonna be like another hero, of like but all the different universes of that hero fighting each other. Uh, okay, that's the oh. concept of battle world, um, the book battle world. Now Secret Wars is exploring battle world, the world. Does okay. that make sense? Like as if battle yeah. world is considered like, you know, DC's equivalent to like an Earth One or Earth Two. Like that's what battle world is. But yeah, what you was shed your a lot of light today? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, dude, it's been awesome. Well, I, I've read uh, Secret Wars 1 and 2, and the impression I was under, uh, you're saying Doom is like the like the ruler of all of it, or I thought he was just like over the, the Doom Guard section there. Well, yeah, the Doom Guard section, but if um, what you've seen is basically like all roads lead to Doom Guard. Okay, so in Game of Thrones, like in the south is like the capital. So it's almost the same way where Doomguard is like the capital of Battleworld. Or at least that's what I've been reading, um, you know. I see. So, Nobody came up to me and told me that. It's just like what I've been reading online and what I kind of deciphered myself. And uh, there's plenty of other like areas of the world we haven't even seen yet. Right. And I've actually got a little light to shed on that, too, as far as Spider-Man's concerned. Uh, uh, what they're going to be doing with Spider-Man, at least Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and I think it comes out this week as uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh, called Renew Your Vows, I think. Mm, I've been yeah. seeing a lot about that. Yeah, and there's going to be a uh, bunch of variants, and they're going to start at like $20 all the way up to 50 or something. Let me see here. Oh, they did the same thing with the Superman Unchained DC. There was like 5,000 variants. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's 32 pages, regular editions, three ninety nine, but uh, yeah, variants start at uh, nineteen ninety nine and go up, and they look pretty cool, some of them. But, uh, yeah, what what's going to be happening with Spider-Man is it's uh, him and Mary Jane and their daughter, which I'm assuming is Mayday. They yeah. have, I haven't seen for sure yet. But um, uh, it says they have to scrape by to make ends meet. That's about that's all it says is what they have to do. But uh, it's really who the writers. Cool. Who's the writer on that? Uh, Dan Slott. OK, it is still Slot. OK, yeah. But um, it's really cool how, you know, in the past Spider-Man universe, whenever they look into the future, you know, they see themselves older with Mayday and her being, what was it, Spider-Girl? or Yeah. And now, you know, these years later leading in, we're actually to the future getting to see that come to that fruition. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's just me getting No, that's really either. cool. No, I always love when they, like, talk about the future and then, like, a few years later, like, there's actually, like, a book about what you saw years ago yeah and that's exactly what's happening so as i was really expecting to be dr uh, driven away from spider-man when it ended but i'm it was, <laughs> i'm really excited to read that so that'll be good um adam adam kubert was the other person who worked on that bot that book dan slot and adam kubert cool. by the way cool so miles is running around with the new event all new avengers again or something right like that something too. like that. Yeah. yeah so we'll get both spider-man and yeah. the all right. Well, uh, the book I got this week, and this is coming off of a recommendation from Jeff. I think he <laughs> talked about this on the show before, yeah, didn't he? He had the number one book. Yeah, this is uh, issue number four, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl from Marvel. 
And I, I couldn't resist because uh, I had read about this issue online and it's Squirrel Girl versus Galactus. And it's her taking him down. <laughs> as unbelievable as it is. But it's it's so funny how it happens. And this has been out for about, I think number five's out already. So it's okay to spoil this, right? A month later? Yeah. One week rule for spoilers. There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, But yeah, it's her sitting on top of Galactus with her little hamster, or excuse me, not hamster, a squirrel, of course. Tippy-toe. Yeah, tippy-toes. Sitting with tippy-toe, talking, saying, uh, can't believe we took down Galactus. And uh, how did we do it again? You know, so the whole book is them, like, reflecting on how it led <laughs> to them sitting there on his chest. And um, it shows Galactus sitting on the moon, staring at the earth, like, getting ready to come devour it. And she's sitting on his shoulder, or she's sitting at his foot, like, starts trying to beat on him, and he's like... What are you doing? You know, that's like not doing anything to me. <laughs> and uh, she goes, you know, you really shouldn't eat the earth, yada, yada. It's a pretty good place. There's good people there. And he goes, well, I really like you, Squirrel Girl, but, you know, man's got to eat. So he starts heading toward the planet in his ship, which she stows away inside of. And while she's in there, she discovers a whole nother planet out from the solar system for him to eat. Well, she confronts him. She goes, you know what? I think I've got you figured out, Galactus. How many times have you come to Earth and been driven away without eating it? Here we still are. Well, you know, all the power you have, how could anyone, you know, stand in your way? It's like, you don't come to Earth to eat the Earth. You come to Earth to scare everyone here to find you a planet to eat, you know? Mm, Like, go eat that planet instead of eating ours. So, you know, it's like, he's like, she said, for you, this is kind of like a buffet. You just come here and wait to be served. So she's like, well, I found a planet for you. And it's a planet full of nothing but uh, nuts, like trees and nuts, like acorns and stuff. Huh. So they go off to this planet, and when they get there, has she has him try a nut. And rather than eat the planets, they just all sit around eating the nuts <laughs> oh <laughs> to the God. point where he's inca- incapacitated. He can't move because he's so full. And that's how she beats him. <laughs> it was really good. Outsmarted him. Yeah. And then at the very yeah, the art end. on that book is great. Yeah. Everything I've read or heard people say about it was good. So I finally had to check it out. And I'm glad I did. It was a lot of fun to read. Um, one other thing in the very end, after the Galactus thing wraps up, there's a few pages of her coming back and jumping into her real life. And there's a a squirrel man that looked to be taking care of business while she was away on the moon talking to Galactus, you know, I was, I was like, what is the squirrel man wearing? Because from a distance, he just looks like a big brown, like kind of looking clay face blob. But when you get up on it, his outfit is just a bunch of squirrels. No, oh, that's why I say okay. it's squirrels so, yeah, that yeah. just completely cover his body. Huh. <laughs> it's crazy. What the heck? And at the end of the book, I think she lets her friend wear the squirrel man suit, but Kind of like Iron Man when he's talking to somebody, his lid opens up, like his helmet <laughs> flies up. The squirrels just kind of separate away from the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I have to definitely check that out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to read. I love the cover. The 16-bit action going. Yeah, it looks like a uh, Street Fighter fight or something Yep, on the cover of the book. All around good time. I strongly recommend it. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. All right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. I covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You covered uh, more than usually the three of us sitting here do. <laughs> Brought a lot of light to Battle World or the yeah, whole Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, it's been cool. I've been following it and reading all about it. And, um, you know, I, when I, I always try to keep up on everything because, 
you know, it's just, I don't know, in me to like want to know what's going on. And then I get my little notebooks that I write little ideas in. Just, you know, you never know. Sure. You know. I still awesome. got to pick up all the Battle World and all that starting off because it's still sitting in my pool. I need. I haven't gotten any Battle World books. I just the Secret Wars, but I think I need to now. That sounds awesome. Like all the same variations of the yeah. same hero fighting yeah, the Mo- to see who yeah. survives. Oh, the Modoc one was really good. Um, I'm not sure who the next you know issue two is, but I'll definitely be picking it up. You have any idea when that's released? Um, so the Modoc story was last week or the week before. So I would imagine Maybe within three to four weeks. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's double shipping or anything like that. I can't imagine. I like when there's some time in between, not every every week getting the next issue. Right. Yeah. Well, Secret Wars only did that for I don't know. There was like two weeks in a row. Like issue one and two came out, and now it seems like it's going back to monthly. I don't know. Maybe they're going to slow it down because the last days of everyone's got to start coming out pretty soon. Oh yeah, if they haven't already. Well, I'm gonna lose a lot of money there. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and with that, let's move right into Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Steve Vogelson from North Carolina. And what has Steve done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? Steve was on the way home, or on the way to the mall, and he came up on a head-on collision accident. Uh, It was a pretty bad accident. There's video of it. That shows the car, one of the cars uh, caught on fire and it was exploding. Jeez. And uh, another person who lives near the scene brought a fire extinguisher to help fight the blaze and said that the windows were up and the doors were locked. And Steve ended up jumping into action, grabbed one of the fire extinguishers, busted out the rear window and one of the driver's side windows and pulled the guy out of the car and dragged him to safety. safety. Mm. Um all of a sudden, someone yelled that there was somebody else in the car still. So he ran over, grabbed them, started pulling them out. Wow. Uh, the driver of the other vehicle, he got sighted because he went left to center, so he's the one that started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, all three people in the crash, they were hospitalized. No one died, it said. Wow, that's good. But while Steve was getting all the attention, uh, he gave credit to everyone else that was at the accident scene. And Steve is a U.S. Army captain, and he happened to be wearing a Captain America t-shirt during the whole thing. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And for uh, that, uh, Steve Vogelson, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So keep up your good deeds there, Captain America. <laughs> All right. Few things to cover here, and <laughs> and we'll turn our attention over to Sal. I've got to know what this is about. DC versus Rihanna. So Rihanna wants to claim the name Robin. What? Her what? real name. <laughs> her real name is Robin Rihanna Fenty, and she filed a trademark application for the name Robin, which would be used in fashion cosmetics so- franchise of hers. DC sees it as. Robin resembled too closely resembling the boy wonder Robin and thinks that that could have ramifications people putting the two together and yeah. thinking they're the same thing we don't want that no <laughs> so DC said go scratch your ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, if DC and Robin or Rihanna can't reach an agreement uh, the two have to take their battle to the trademark trademark office 
So she's arguing something that's been around for, you know, 60 well, plus years. Yeah, okay. well before she was even thought of, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. her parents were thought of. <laughs> so I'm going to trademark my name. Hopefully Disney won't come after me for Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I could probably trademark my name. The way it's spelled, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As DC sees it, Robin resembles too closely to their Robin, a profitable franchise. How stupid. How yeah. freaking stupid. That's like something Kanye West would do. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? No. All right. Keep an eye on that and see how that one goes. Uh, I got a feeling I already know how that's going to go. <laughs> Sorry, Rihanna. Yeah. You <laughs> better lose. pick another name. <laughs> Good day, sir. Exactly. You get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... There is, coming to the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, uh, September 15th through November 1st, is a Hocus Pocus live stage stage show called the Hocus Pocus Villains Spectacular. Based on the movie? Yeah, based on the movie. It's supposed to be happening select nights uh, during their scary Halloween party or something. Took them a little while to get a, get on that. Yeah, I mean it's been a uh, like crazy cult classic for years yeah, now, and yeah. but now that they're doing this, it raises the question: Now are they in the works of making a sequel? Get a uh, good old Dougie Jones. Oh yeah, to, to do uh, Billy Batson or whatever his name was. Not or, uh, Billy the Butcher. Or no, that was <laughs> Billy yeah. Batson's uh, 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 Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, uh, I don't remember the, the zombie's name. Is it Billy the Butcher or something like that? I don't remember. Doug, give us a call. <laughs> Let us know. Um, but Bette Midler said she'd be up for it. I can't imagine Sarah Jessica Parker wouldn't. What else is she doing? Yeah, she's not doing Sex in the City anymore. Right. It'd be fun to watch. That was a fun movie growing up. That's it. I just say uh, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, one other thing, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Jack. Yeah, I guess they're Fox is trying to get some kind of a superhero team to come back and make some money for him. Now, the first one, what came <clears throat> out in like the early two thousand, like two thousand and three, I think it was, and that was um, oh, what's his name, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah it's always badger now. It's Sprit Trebek there. <laughs> I never I, saw that one. It was the Invisible Man and uh, it was Captain Nemo, the Invisible Man, Tom Sawyer, which I hated that kid. I wanted to punch him the whole movie. Wasn't there some like kind of like Indian guy where like a turban had a big curled mustache? Yeah, that was Captain Nemo. That was Captain Nemo. Yep. Okay. And then uh, there's a couple other. Oh, Doctor Hyde, Mister Jekyll. Oh Doc, yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. There you go. I like I liked the movie. It didn't. A lot of critics and stuff slammed it pretty much. Yeah, I don't remember too, a lot about it, but what I remember, it, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It didn't do anything spectacular. It just told, like, a quick little story that you could, you know, satisfy you. It's almost like an appetizer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And I was, I'd like to see more of them, but then, yeah, it just disappeared. I think it'll be a, a perfect thing to do right now, especially with the Kingsmen doing as well as it did. I mean, yeah. they kind of remind me of each other, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen and that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they tried to do a TV series back in 2013. You know, I remember you saying something about that, I think. Did I? I don't remember. Long time ago. Maybe not even on the show, but uh, mm. I feel like I remember you saying something about that. But I guess that just didn't go anywhere. But there's, it's 
really early in the process of it even coming to fruition, so nobody knows. I mean, it might not even happen. Hmm. Well. Wouldn't be Sean Connery doing it. No. How old is he, I wonder? I don't know. That was his last on-screen appearance. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, he retired. I didn't know that. Except for doing some, just like, voiceover work for something. Sure. Some other movie a couple years later, but yeah. Hmm. And who who did him on SNL? Was it uh, Daryl Hammond? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen those uh, KFC you, commercials? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where he does the Colonel, he looks just like him. I'm it's... back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's good. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Well, let's just turn our attention over to Sal and talk about Solomon Number One running on Kickstarter. Thanks again for being with us, Sal. Oh, th- again, thank you for having me. It's been great. I love being on the show. Yeah, we have a we have a good time talking with you, man. Uh, so I know we we picked your brain last time you were on the episode about Solomon, and you sent us a copy. And thanks again uh, for letting us read that, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, but for the people who are t- tuning in for the first time, can you give them a description of uh, Solomon? I know you described it as Bill and Ted meets Supernatural meets the Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay. So that's the that's the quick, easy pitch. If I was on an elevator with you and we only had ten seconds to talk. <laughs> um, so as far as you know, to go more in depth, uh, the the story follows two characters, Rigby and his uh, deceased brother, Cliff's ghost, um, and they have to work as soul men for God, guiding lost or reluctant souls to heaven or hell. Um, and the reason they have to do that is because Cliff can't get into heaven. He died a few years back um, due to reasons that are not quite yet said. Um, and he can't get into heaven without uh, serving a penance as a soul man. Um, and the way soul men work is it's it's a deceased soul and a who is attached to um, somebody who's alive. And he's attached to his brother. And um, so Cliff is also uh, has a lot of sins. So they're built both basically you know, have a bunch of blasphemous sins because they were a comedic duo who basically poked fun at God. And now they both are have to clean up their acts and they have to um, serve their penance in order for Cliff to get into heaven now, but Rigby to be able to get into heaven later. Thing is, they're new to this whole thing and they don't know what they're doing. So um, they've been given the instructor and, it, you know, their instructor, if you can see from the uh, Kickstarter video, is uh, a one the king, aka Elvis Presley. Um, <laughs> so he's the number one soul man in the business. He is like the end all be all, who you want to be. He's basically Hulk Hogan, John Cena, and Stone Cold Steve Austin put in one if you're a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, long story short, they need to go around guiding lost or reluctant souls to heaven or hell. And, you know, the first issue is more or less the issue where we show you this world, we show you what they're going to be doing, and um, we set up the story. And uh, right now we're backing it on Kickstarter. Um, As of right now, this minute, I believe we have 12 backers, uh, which is pretty good. And, um, you know, we're trying to push for the goal. And and the goal is to print print the first issue. Uh, We want to print a thousand of them. Nice. Now, you guys have only been up, what, not even 24 hours at this point. I mean, by the time listeners hear it, it'll been up for about a week, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, we're up for... It's, uh, let me see, launched... So, yeah, just about 37 hours. I actually have a little monitor that I've been paying attention to. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, well, yeah so 37 for, hours. 
for as short a time as you've been on there, you guys already look like you're doing pretty good, so... Good for yeah, you. we're... Yeah, it's like, um, right now we're up to like 300 and something bucks. Um, I, I try not to look at it all day because then I'll just drive myself crazy. Plus I won't, <laughs> plus I won't get any work done. But, you know, I, I, we're doing our best to just push it. Um, the cool thing about it is, actually, I know a lot of people on Kickstarter, they, like, have their friends and family donate, and that's cool. Um, but out of all of our backers, I only personally know uh, four of them. Hey, um, so go. the other eight, I never met them. And I've been sending out emails to them, talking to people, um, you know, making little friendships here and there. But uh, all of them are actually um, shoppers. They've all are Kickstarter shoppers and they're on there. I never realized how much of a community Kickstarter really is as far as like people doing their shopping there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it really is. Now, you guys have some uh, pretty cool uh, rewards for backers, too. And. One that uh, we saw that I wanted to point out, I was just curious about, is I think it was at, was it thirty dollars? Yeah, you can get uh, one of the characters, whether it be let me see what was the oh, oh here no. it is the voicemail. Yeah. yeah, you get the voicemail of either Gerald Rigby, Cliff, or uh, the King on yes. your answering machine or alarm. Correct. That's awesome, man. So, are, are are you all these voices? Are you some of these voices? I am. I am actually all the voices. I'm me. Me plus uh, a little bit of auto tune. I'm all the voices. Oh, of it. there you go. Um, yeah, I figured out a way. I'm not. I have a background in uh, TV, radio, um, so it was kind of easy to me, but. Um, I was looking for a way to figure out how to manipulate my voice. So I would do like little voices, but while I'd be doing the voices, I'd be playing with it in autotune. Hence why I was able to dub and, you know, basically talk to myself. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, that was I, actually I got that idea from I listened to this other podcast, the Word Balloon podcast, and John Suntress does like he basically will do this for people. I guess he does some kind of commission work. But I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. So thirty bucks, there you go. I actually have one backer on that already. Really? Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was one person. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I didn't think we were gonna get any backers on that, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It it can't hurt to have it up there. For, if it's up there, it could still be you know uh, purchased. And I thought that was awesome. I actually got somebody. So I was like, oh wow, I wonder who they're gonna want from me. <laughs> but that, but that's... I'll do I'll do a full thing, uh, you know, saying you know this is whoever from Solman, and you've reached you know so and so's phone. Please leave a message or whatever you want me to say. Uh, I really want to make it fun. Or if it's an alarm, it could be you know if you won't need to wake up or you're late for you know if you're a student, you're late for school or you're late for work or you have lunchtime, whatever it is. I'm gonna make that um, that that message mean something. And it's a cool reward that uh, isn't you know from a business standpoint isn't going to cost a lot. So that's more money that can go into the mm -hmm. production of the books, and still an awesome yeah. prize at the same time. Yeah, it'll take it'll take me about uh, probably about a half hour to get them done. So um, as far as like you know doing it, doing it over, getting on you know Skype or something with the person, making sure they like it, and then you know moving it on from there. Now, uh, an advantage to backers too is that uh, you already have this finished. You have the first was it yes. five issues finished? Yes. Mm -hmm. First five issues completely done. So this isn't going to be like, I wait support somebody, months. wait seven, eight months to get a book in your hands. You know, this is ready once it's back to go right to printer. So, yeah, another uh, it's, advantage. Yeah, I wanted to do that. Um, so long story short, um, I had this idea. Me and everybody, we worked together on our webcomic, See you Next Tuesday. And uh, Soul Man was always an idea I had um, spawned from being at a, a band recital for my sister. And um, so long story short... We wanted to do all five issues of the first story arc and pitch it. That's what we did. We actually pitched 
all hundred something pages and showed people, you know, publishers what we could do. Luckily, we got a lot of good feedback. Um, but the thing is, some publishers didn't have room in their schedule for the rest of the year or till 2017. Or some publishers um, said, you know, they liked it, but the art really wasn't their their style of art. And then other publishers kind of just said. You know, it's good, but it's not our kind of good. So among those, we kind of realized, okay, we didn't get any bad feedback. And we spoke to some industry professionals, um, be it artists or um, or writers. We got good feedback. And one of the writers actually was like, hey, dude, just, you know, do a Kickstarter. He's like, dude, you know, you don't know what a Kickstarter could do for you. You can be on Kickstarter today and be signed tomorrow. So that wasn't a bad idea. And we wanted to bring it to Kickstarter in a way to get our market and be able to present this to publishers and say, look, we kickstarted it. It was successful. And this is how many people, you know, backed it. So there is a market for this, you know, and with that company's help, um, we could get bigger. The thing is, is like when you pub- when you try to pitch to a publisher and I, I tell this to people who like ask me questions, you got to make sure you're pitching a book that fits in a publisher. You can't just go and, you know, pitch a superhero book to a publisher who doesn't do superheroes. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So like we we looked at all the horror slash you know uh, humor uh, publishers and that's who we pitched to. Um, so now we go to Kickstarter. We're gonna do it on our own. And either way, this book is coming out. Either way, you're gonna get you know the first issue printed. Um, and if you notice too, like our twenty five dollar reward, you know I'll make this an exclusive to to the podcast people listening. But um, in the twenty five dollar reward, actually I buried issue two in there among the text. Um, so if people noticed, they could actually get issue two PDF. Thing is, I wanted to make it almost like a secret, mainly because it's only so many copies I could do of right. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was actually only 40 um, because that's also includes the variant cover and we're only printing a hundred of the variant cover um, and they're exclusive to the backers. So we're not, after this Kickstarter, we're not printing any more, um, any more variants. Now, Last time you were on the show, you mentioned that you were uh, kind of in talks with someone from Image uh, about the variant cover. Was is that who did this cover? Um, unfortunately, his schedule um, didn't permit uh, him to do this. Uh, we were trying to work something out. I needed it done. Um, the thing is, I needed it done by the end of the first week of the Kickstarter, and he wasn't able to do it. Um, oh. So by the time this airs, if it airs, you know next week let's just say well obviously today's different so um <laughs> it's probably going to be up by the time this airs which will be cool but it was just that artist you know we worked on it we talked about it we just couldn't find um basically he couldn't find the time to do it and obviously he has his you know his book that he's doing that's really being successful right now sure. um so you know we were like all right cool you know we'll just we'll see if there's something else maybe down the road maybe an, a different issue but he wasn't working out but the artist that is doing the variant cover is Jason Rivera, who is my partner on the book Badassery that we're coming out with through Aces and Ace Press later this year. Um, I'd to have you back on to talk about yeah. that. That sounds sweet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'll definitely come on. But um, yeah, that's a black and white book we're doing. But his um, it's going to be his art with Ibai's coloring. Um, and that's the special King's Edition variant cover that will be exclusive to um, the King. He's going to be the only one on that cover. And, um, you know, for the $10 where you can get the variant cover and the regular PDF plus some stickers and uh, flyer. And then for $25, you get everything I just said. Plus we have a, I call it the King thing thing. 
it's basically a paperweight. Uh, it's this plastic see-through paperweight that we had etched out. And um, so I think the 20, personally, I, if I was to see this, I would go for the $25 reward just because I literally packed in everything. It, that's jam-packed. It has the uh, variant cover book. It has the regular book. It has the PDF. It has the paperweight. Um, it also has um, basically promo art, uh, the script, and issue two plus the sticker and the flyer. So it's like jam-packed. Tons of goodness Jeez. right there. I remember you talking about that paperweight last time you were on. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. This picture's not on the Kickstarter. Yeah, we got one pulled up right now. It looks sweet. I love when you get something yeah, like I, that. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, That's... and and, the, and it was good. The the um, the um I, I found a really good place, and the cost is low. So I was like, okay, well, I wanted the Kickstarter 25, like the $25 Kickstarter reward to be like stuffed. I wanted people to go for that one. Um, I read all the time about Kickstarter and people say that the number one backed price of all of Kickstarter is actually $25. Second is $10 rewards. So that's why I made, yes, that's why I made them the, both the, like kind of like King's editions because you got the King edition and then you also have the King's reward. I want to say everything that I've backed before has been around the $25. That's yeah. like to get the best stuff. Yeah, yeah they, so, go ahead. they are really good. They're helpful. They have a Kickstarter handbook and they explain like what the what the best best um, prices are for goals and rewards and stuff. So um, it's, it's really cool, but it's different. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of the rewards I'm doing are different and people really, I mean, obviously you have to do the sketches and the commissions and all that stuff, but the, some of the other stuff is, I don't really see done. So, you know, I'm going to try it out. I mean, people do t-shirts all the time, but I don't really ever see t-shirts. Like I did a whole breakdown of like 20 of the top Kickstarters, um, for comics and then just 20, like, you know, not so high, uh, Kickstarters for comics and I came up with this whole spreadsheet and like figured out like what the best prices are for goals and rewards. Nice. So you know what you're doing. <laughs> I try. At least, uh, at least I make it look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, really quick here before we wrap up, I, there's yeah. a question. I got to backtrack a little bit here. I heard you say something that I haven't been able to get out of my mind. So I need you to elaborate on a little bit. Did you say the idea for Soulman came to you while you're at your <laughs> sister's band recital? Yes, I did. Can, uh, <laughs> like, was did something happen in the room that? Yes. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. So I have, um, I always carry my notepad on me with a pen and obviously I have my phone. But uh, so my sister's dance recital, uh, band recital, excuse me. Um, she plays the recorder, uh, which doesn't record anything. Um, <laughs> we're there and her section of the band or whatever was doing uh, blues. They were doing blues songs. So they went from one blues song to another. Then all of a sudden, it, like the room got quiet, and then they started, you know, amping up um, Soul Man, like the song so "I'm a Soul Man." Oh yeah, and and they were like doing different. Um, I guess like somebody in their art department or some kind of department um, basically put together the slideshow of the movies, the, all the Blues Brothers movies. Um, so I'm looking at it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, Soul Man. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I was like, two brothers, and then. And all of a sudden, it changed into what Soul Man is right now. So, like, oh, well, what if one brother was dead and then their job was to like collect souls and they had to like bring souls? But it was like a horror book, but it was humor because like the two go together so well. Um, so, I'm like, you know, it started formulating in my head. Then they had like their um, little intermission, and my 
my fingers were flying on the paper and um it's like there's two guys and blah 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 and writing all this stuff and i basically finished it and that's when i went to deviant art to look for an artist and that's actually where i found ibai um and i found him for soul men but we came out with see you next tuesday first because we wanted to create a buzz um so we we're doing two books at once basically Right, but um, the whole idea came from you know my sister, and I was watching her, and she came up to me, you know after done. She's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "I think you just gave me you know my next story." <laughs> and she was like, "What?" And I explained it to her. She goes, "Oh, cool. Can you buy me a soda?" <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? That's it?" So it was funny. My dad started laughing. It, it was it was cute because like she at the time she was like twelve. Uh, this book's actually issue. Long story short, issue one's been done since twenty thirteen. Oh wow. Yeah, we we you know, it was done on the back end of 2013. We did all of the rest of the issues in 2014. We haven't worked on Soulman at all in 2015. We wanted to do you know, the whole Kickstarter thing um sure. after we were publishing. But yeah, it was um really inspirational cuz I'm seeing there, I'm seeing these kids and they're playing this song and all of a sudden it, the gear started turning and I was like, "Yeah, but it needs something." And that's where I threw in Elvis. <laughs> Perfect, man. Yeah, it that needed was something a good different. Addition. Yeah, that was a definitely a good addition to the book. Thank was you. Elvis for sure? Thank Seeing you. him on the last page. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Spoiler? Spoiler? Question mark? What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, what you really did see is you saw um, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Spider-Man made a guest appearance and Hit Girl. <laughs> Yeah. That's a director's cut we didn't get to read. Squirrel yeah. Girls, yeah, she's in there too, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be in court next to Rihanna in DC. <laughs> Full circle. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> well, Sal, I want to thank you again for coming by today, and uh, to our listeners, you can check out the his online comics. See you next Tuesday at the letter C, the letter U. N-E-X-T-T-U-E-S dot com and you can get on Kickstarter and support Soul Man number one. A lot of great prizes in there and that's running until uh, July 16th, correct? That is correct. Alright, we'll put some... That's actually uh, my birthday. That's why I did it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, sir. Nice. We'll have to remember to send you a birthday uh, Could have an amazing birthday present. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I did it. I was like, this is going to suck or it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> You're a gambling man. Not yes. that this is uh, much of a gamble. It looks like you're well on your way to success. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll Thanks. put some links up on the website and help drive people your way. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sal. Jack, what do we have on the website? Show recaps, trailers, movies, pictures, the Candy Air Video Game Store, Movie Store, and Comic Book Store. Man, I almost brain farted. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Canned Air Pod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. We are always posting stuff on there. Get on there and check it out. Uh, what else? Facebook. We're on Facebook. We got a YouTube page now. Not oh, much on yeah. it, but... There will be. Yeah. There will be. We got some unboxings coming. Another loot crate. And actually, I uh, signed up for a new box that I found. Well, I didn't find. Uh, Jason Ybarra put on Instagram mm-hmm. to show us. But uh, TMNT box. It's a monthly box, just like loot crate, except loaded with turtle stuff. So that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it's about. There weren't much details about it on the website, but uh, yeah, we're yeah, gonna hit, hit me up with a Twitter when you guys get it, and I want to. I would love to know what's in it. Yeah, we're going to film the unboxing and everything and have it on YouTube. So we'll just uh, send the link out to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you got. Awesome. Anything else, guys? That's it for this week. All right. Well, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. 
And I'm Sal Brucolari. You can catch me on Twitter at SalVB, S-A-L-V-E-Y-B. And please back my Kickstarter, Soulman Number 1. And if you don't, that's okay, too. You could just share the link. Thanks for listening, everyone. another great episode of canned air huh sure timmy was. let's go outside all right hey kids oh my god who's that it's creeper the worst gi joe character ever made that's right i heard you guys were gonna go outside why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Candair game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. The devil. Yeah. <laughs> He's the killer of movies, I think. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.